Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Anxiety and, you know, my anxiety eventually led to a lot of avoided behavior. So uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to get really upset with me because um of my shyness like I couldn't talk to people it was damn near impossible and you know my dad would get so upset at me about the stuff he would like what in five four three two one what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the genius brain podcast if you are just checking in on this video, you must be in for a fucking surprise because I'm just going to be honest, there is no guest today and this is going to be a relatively short podcast, but I know people be listening to this podcast either when they're at work or they're just, you know, they just want a little giggle and they want their pussy to feel nice. So look, Davis so delivers, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to myself and we're talking to you right now. We're going to go through a couple of things Um specifically there's, you know, I have like this genius brain email that I don't really check anymore, but I used to have it out there as a link for you guys to be able to ask for questions and advice. And sometimes they'd be really good questions. A lot of the times it was the same questions over and over and over again. And I'm just going to address a couple of them real quick. Um, question that I get asked a lot. Number one, and for some fucking reason, I don't understand why guys are obsessed with this. Like penis size shit. Listen here, you weird fuck. <laughs> Stop asking about penis size. Stop asking about penis. It, listen, if you're an adult, right? If you are somebody who has lived past the age, I don't know, let's say 25, and you're still going online asking other people about how big your dick should be, it doesn't matter. You're never going to use it anyways. Nobody likes you. Let's start with that, okay? Look, I could go in and have a conversation and talk about, okay, I know X amount of studies. I saw this video, that video about this, this, and that. At the end of the fucking day, if you're worried about how big your dick is, most likely you're not even talking to women in the first place. So it doesn't really matter. Ain't nobody going to touch it. Nobody even sees it. You barely look at it because you're scared. All right? Relax. It's okay. Move the fuck on, man. You know... It's, it's weird. When I was younger, right, I specifically remember this shit. You, you guys remember the first time you ever watched porn? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and, you know, 
obviously for you guys who are who are younger than me, I'm 35 now. Uh, you may not remember the first time that you had access to like high speed internet. Well, I do. And the first thing that I did when I got high speed internet, I didn't research anything. I didn't use it for the knowledge that was out there. I looked for material to whack my shit off to another universe. And I watched porn. And I remember when I was younger and I saw porn, I was surprised at how big the dicks were. I'm not going to lie. I remember looking at the dicks and I said, one day when I grow up, my dick is going to be that big. And guess what? Never happened. It never fucking happened. Had no idea why. Was figuring out, okay, is my shit defective? Don't know what's fucking going on. Here's what I found out. Nobody fucking cares. Okay, there are people who care, right? Obviously, there's fucking size queens and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, if you're asking strangers, and remember, though we've known each other for quite a while on this internet space, technically we are strangers. And if you're wondering about dick size so much, enough to ask me as if I'm packing heat. I'm not. I don't know what a good size is. I don't know. And a lot of the times too, especially with guys, right? When it comes to advice like this, you shouldn't be asking a guy. You should probably ask women. Especially when it comes to dating advice. Like when you ask a guy like, hey, how do women want to be spoken to? Maybe you should talk to a fucking girl. You don't have any homegirls. Maybe talk to a cousin. Maybe your aunt. Maybe your mom. Women will probably give you better advice about how they want to be treated like or how they would like to be spoken to. And when you ask somebody like me, I can only give you like perspective from like my mistakes, right? So, okay, let's go into this topic. Because <laughs> either way, the, 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 the question, another reoccurring question is like, it's always dating questions and like how to talk to girls. I was never very good at talking to women. Surprise. No, nobody's fucking surprised. Uh, it wasn't like that when I was younger. I was very awkward and I had trouble with eye contact right? And even till this day, I don't like making eye contact a lot. Not because, well, now the reasons are a little bit different. Okay. That's okay. I'm letting my ADHD take on, but, uh, like talking to people was very difficult for me when I was younger. Um, and I've talked about this a lot where I've had, where I dealt with, uh, a ridiculous amount of anxiety and, you know, my anxiety eventually led to a lot of avoided behavior. So, uh, when I was a kid, my dad used to get really upset with me because um, of my shyness. Like I couldn't talk to people. It was damn near impossible. And, you know, my dad would get so upset at me about the stuff. He would like whoop my ass. He would, you know, obviously he would try to encourage me in the most positive ways too, but it wasn't working. So he would get frustrated. He'd whoop my ass because I just couldn't do anything. I couldn't order food. I couldn't talk to people. I couldn't look at people in the eyes. It was so fucking difficult. Um, and it was something that I really hated about myself, right? Because I was always a goofy kid. I was really funny in the house, but the moment I stepped outdoors and I went into the real world, it was very, very fucking hard for me to just even communicate with people in, in like the most simple ways possible. Right. And that led, that led to me being really like socially awkward as a, as a younger kid. And look, and, you know, I, and I wondered too later on, like where I got this from. And now that I look at my dad, now that I'm an adult and then I see my father as an adult as well, my dad's actually very socially awkward. So I kind of understood why he hated the fact that I couldn't 
talk to people why I was so shy is because I feel, and I've never spoken to him about this, but if I think about it, you know, the saying goes that we hate the qualities in others that we see in ourselves, right? And I think my dad hated the fact that I kind of took on this, this, you know, not so good trait in his eyes um, that I took it on. It's, it's, you know, it probably came from him and it probably messed with him a little bit. And it frustrated uh, him that, you know, that I had a quality that he hated about himself and his son had it. So I think that's why he got mad. That's why he probably yelled at me. He whooped my ass and stuff like that because he was trying to make sure that he, that I didn't have this bad quality that he, you know, inherently had. I'm being repetitive here, but um, so how that kind of leads into me, you know, talking to women and dating and stuff like that, which is something I couldn't do before when I was younger. Um, I learned to recognize this problem that I had. And a lot of the times when it comes to being a social person for people who aren't social, right? Because I've spoken about this before where I'm very introverted. It, it's, it's this conversation that I have within my head of this temporary discomfort is going to lead to something better, right? Everything that I have now in life and a lot of the stuff that I, I really enjoy or have enjoyed doing happened because I convinced myself that I was something that I'm not. I'm not an extroverted person, so I had to convince myself that I was. Um, I'm not very good at talking to people, so I had to learn on how to, how to speak to people. These were things that I wanted to change about myself, and I did actionable items to make sure that it happened. There are things like for you know, just to go back to the part where you know how do, how do you talk to women? Like, how do you think you're going to talk to women? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too, but here's a breath of fresh air. Fume, it's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just 
that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friends. Nothing bad for you in there. And definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Hey all, it's David So, and if you want to listen to Genius Brain without ads, now you can. Just go to geniusbrain.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free. You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting my show too. That's geniusbrain.supercast.com. Thanks. By what? Talking to women. And when I say this too, it's going to take a little bit of you kind of falling face first and messing up. You have no idea how many times I've been rejected. So many fucking times. In fact, I have a, give me a gold medal, baby. I'd be getting rejected all, I got rejected so fucking much. I just kind of scabbed over. It didn't matter anymore. But every time I did, I learned a little bit about myself. Oh, David, you kind of talk too much here. Oh, David, you made too many jokes here. Oh, why don't you let them speak? You should ask them questions about themselves instead of you always talking about yourself. Okay, maybe this girl doesn't like too many jokes, right? And I know it sounds really exhausting because the typical advice that I used to give and that a lot of other people give is, you know, just be yourself. True, to a certain extent. Be yourself to a certain extent, right? Because you don't you don't want to hide yourself and, you know, eventually start dating somebody or be with them, giving them an expectation of who you are when you're really not that person. Okay, whatever, that's fine. But we have to take advice with a grain of salt. When I say be yourself, I mean be yourself, but you still have to learn how to date, right? You still have to learn social cues. Like in Korean, we call it nunchi. Like nunchi is like, you know, understanding the vibe. And if you don't really get that, then dating is going to be really hard for you. And the only way for you to understand it is for you to go out there, date and get rejected and kind of fuck up. I think in, you know, when you're younger, you're so scared of fucking up and making mistakes because you expect yourself to be perfect because you look at examples of other people doing things really well and you think that they got to that point without having to fail. See, at one point in time, they were probably like you. They were scared. They were nervous. They didn't know how to approach people, right? And we're also talking about this outside of just dating and talking to women. They were once you too. See, but you're only looking at the end result and you don't get to see all the times they they fucked up and they, they I don't know, they embarrassed themselves within a conversation. And so you kind of expect a lot out of yourself. Every time somebody says like, oh, what if I fuck up and fail? I, I kind of look at it as like, dude, what are you, who the fuck are you? Like, who the fuck do you think you are? You're supposed to fail a little bit. You're supposed to get, you know, scabbed up, scratched up, whatever the fuck that you want to call it. It's supposed to happen that way. Sometimes, like, I I feel sad and I feel kind of like, you know, yeah, I just feel really bad for people who just 
are so scared to mess up. Like there are so many things in life that you are kind of foregoing because you're you're letting fear take over your life. And that's why for me to wrap it back around, like how I kind of got rid of my social anxiety and that, uh, and, and a way for me to talk to people. I just didn't want this one thing about me to hold me back. And it's something that happened to my father. I mean, he tried to change it out of me. So like when I have a kid, I want to be able to teach them how to break out of their insecurities and their shyness. And a lot of the times when we are shy and we are introverted, which I am, uh, I enjoy being by myself. I enjoy doing things uh, um, alone. Uh, sometimes too many people around me um, it sucks the energy out of me. So when I get home and I'm by myself, I feel more energized. So I know that I'm a lot more introverted. Why do you think I love doing tomatoes in the fucking morning? Bro, I'm fucking 35 years old. I'm out here in a sun hat, farmer's tan, fucking snipping tomato. I look like a fucking 45-year-old Ajima. I get it. I get it. It's because I'm introverted. I like it. I like being alone with my tomatoes. I like talking to the sun golds, the brandy wines. The beefsteak tomatoes, the Brad's Atomic Grapes, the Snow Whites, huh? The Michael Pollan, yeah? The Yellow Pears. I could keep on going. That's I'm a little insane, right? But th those moments of solitude when I'm by myself helps me to kind of go ahead and, and start my day, right? Um, which is another great topic, by the way. Um, that was something else that people wanted to bring up, uh, paraphrasing it. Okay. How did I learn... Like, how do I speak so well um, in group settings when I'm an introverted person? Um, this person was asking me, like, they they want to learn how to talk to people and be extroverted. And this is the weird part, right? Like, just because I'm inclined to be introverted, like, an in, like introversion is my thing, I mean, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how I want to be at all times. I parcel that shit out, right? A majority of the time I like alone time with this. And by the way, it, you know, I do like hanging out with people, but it's a select amount of people. And it's usually in a small group. If I have to go out in a setting with a bunch of people, I'm talking about a bunch of people that I fucking hate, dislike, I don't fucking know. And by the way, it doesn't necessarily mean that I hate them. It's just more like, I don't want to talk to these people. So they're already in the category of, I hate your fucking guts. Don't talk to me. I have to mentally prepare myself. So if you're an introverted person, but you would like to learn how to be around uh, groups of people, if you are introverted, it, it's going to be exhausting. But I say, before you go out, plan your days day out. Right. If you know you're going to be in a in, uh, in a scenario with a lot of people, be prepared for it, even if it makes you uncomfortable. And this is where you get to really grow as a human being as well, because we kind of don't really grow when we're always comfortable. You grow in like um, in your discomfort, right? You find the things that kind of chip away at you and you kind of fill in these gaps and these holes and you become a better person. Like it's it's weird being an introvert, per, like an introverted human being with like high anxiety, how I learned how to do standup. And, you know, I started doing standup because obviously it made people laugh. And by in turn, by making people laugh, it made me feel good. But it was also a way for me to kind of face like these weird um, irrational fears head on. And just telling myself I won't die. Like I told you about that story of fucking stupid ass Jason Cheney, where he, uh, <laughs> where he ambushed me with that stand up comedy set that I didn't know what I was doing. And the only reason why I went up there was because I had to keep telling myself like, what are you a bitch? Like you ain't going to fucking die. Go up there and do something about it. And it was exhausting. But after I got off stage, I was really happy with myself that I actually did it. 
right? Because I don't think I would have been able to sleep at night and it would have kind of ate me up knowing that I let this irrational fear um, take over me and take away from this experience that I could have had with my friends. That's, that's the thing too. Like as you guys get older, man, that's generally where your thoughts go because you start to really realize how finite life is, how short life is. You don't get it when you're younger, right? Because, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be thinking about how short life is when you're at that age, to be honest with you, like when you're twenties and your teens or whatever, don't think about how short life is. Life seems like it's an eternity and that's a really great feeling to have. But when you get to that point where you start to realize that there's a finite time that you're going to be alive. And by the way, you don't know that number. You don't know when your time is up. You don't know what that guaranteed time is. Because in your mind, you're thinking human's life expectancy is what, on average, what, 80 to 90 years, if on a, on a good on a good day, <laughs> 80 to 90 years. But you don't know, car accident, disease, cancer, something else might take you out. You have absolutely no idea. That concept of time as you get older helps rearrange what's important to you. For me, as I got older, I realized that I didn't want anybody or anything to take away from the things that I want to experience in life, especially if it's something that I can fix personally, right? Like my anxiety. Where does my anxiety come from? Sitting down and thinking about it and trying to fix it and going to therapy helped me out a lot. But if I didn't do these, once again, like these, you know, Put, set forth like these actionable items, it would have never corrected itself. I, I, I would have never been able to fix it or work towards fixing it. I never want to be on my deathbed one day and look back and say, hey, David, you could have done more. Yeah, there's a lot of things I could do more in, right? But I'm talking about do more of the things that I want, right? Which is why you don't see me pursuing certain things that a lot of people feel like I would be really great at because those are the things that I don't really care about. If I care about something enough where I think about it all the time and I say, dude, what if I could have done that? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. That's why I I did the film Gook. That's why I did hosting on that. That's why I did all these things which is because I wanted to try it. Doesn't mean I was going to do it forever, right? Which a lot of people think that when you do something, you have to stay committed to it for the rest of your life. No, you don't. You absolutely do not. Life is short once again. And if you want to experience these things, go out and fucking experience it. Enjoy fucking life. I'm not committed to shit. I'm not even committed to my wife. I'm kidding. That's a fucking joke. I'm kidding. I am committed to my wife. I'm not committed to like these. It's, it's like this. I have met so many people who have asked me, how did you figure it out? And my response is always the same. Figure what out? What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck have I figured out? I haven't figured out shit. My life is a disaster and I enjoy it. Life is chaos. You don't know what's going to happen. There's nothing that's guaranteed in life except death. Life is chaos and I accept the chaos. Even in your careers, right? You, people ask, oh, how did you know this is what you wanted to do? I still don't fucking know. I'm not questioning it. I'm just working hard at what I enjoy now. As long as my bases are covered, I just keep doing that. Every day, that's what I do. I make sure that I find something that I can work towards as long as my bases are covered. I don't have everything figured out. Stop looking at individuals and what, and what like, how do they figure? Some people are very singular. Like they can do one thing for the rest of their life, right? 
and then their careers become their whole life. For me, that's not the case. Like at the end of the day, like your career will have to end one day. Then what? You lose purpose. There's a lot of people who work nine to fives and they enjoy that. But if they lose that nine to five, do they lose their purpose in life? And that scares me. I don't, my life isn't tied to my job. If YouTube disappears, everything else explodes, everything moves on. I'm okay not doing that. I'll go figure out my greatness in something else. That's why it annoys me sometimes when people look at other celebrities and go, damn, I forgot what they were doing or um, what do they even do anymore? I think they fell off. Fell off of what? Who the fuck cares? Fell off of what? Fame is temporary. Fame is so fucking temporary. Who the fuck cares that they fell off? Maybe they don't want fame anymore. Maybe they've ex- they've excelled and they achieved what they wanted and they moved the fuck on. Who the fuck are you to say anything? You don't even have anything to fall off from, you dumb bitch. So what fucking high horse are you on, you asshole? You're on a donkey, ho. Slip off. You're perfectly fine because you weren't that high up anyways, you fucking idiot. Chill. Let them be. Like even for me, right? Like my channel isn't as successful as it was before. You think I give a fuck? I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I've made my stamp here on this space. Look, 10 years from now, you guys might not even see me on here. Uh, maybe not even 10, maybe five years, maybe four, maybe three. Who knows? I may never be on this space ever again. So enjoy me while I'm here, okay? We don't have everything figured out. And that's okay. You'll be absolutely fine. Well, how long was this podcast? Shit, hold on. Let me check this out. Twenty-one fucking minutes. Jesus Christ! I have like another like ten minutes to go. Doing a podcast, talking to yourself is one of the most difficult things ever. You know, for those of you out there that podcast and you just sit in a room and just ramble, how do you do this? This is the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. At least when I was streaming, I was talking to people through a chat, and then we could have a discussion after that, and then we could see each other's reactions and crack up and laugh. I am literally talking to myself in a room like a fucking maniac. Isn't that a fucking trip? Uh, recently, guys, I um, got to send my parents to Korea. My parents haven't been to Korea uh, for a vacation in a very long time. Every time they went to Korea, uh, it was because of a death or they had some other obligations and duties and they were never there just to have fun. And the fact that I was able to send them uh, through my hard work in it, which by the way was a lot of fucking money. Um, that shit hurt my bank account like a motherfucker. Uh, felt really good. Um, Mariel asked me recently, like, um, do you take pride in the fact that you could send your parents and do this for them? I don't think it's pride. Pride is not it. It, it feels like I fulfilled my duty, right? It makes me happy that I see them there. It has nothing to do with me. There's no pride in it. It makes me very happy that I got to do something for my parents that I feel like they deserve. For those of you who have known me for a very long time, you know that, you know, financially I didn't grow up, you know, that well off. My, my family didn't. Um, but we always felt like we had more than we needed and that was because of how um my parents raised uh, me and my brother and to be able to do something for people who have done so much for us feels good 
it feels like I fulfilled my duty as a son. I don't have a lot of time with them. Maybe like another 10, 15 years at most. If I'm lucky. And uh, that thought at times scares me. It uh, motivates me to do better and to spend more time and be happy with them while I ha still have them here. Mm. And to see them and, you know, my dad is sending me photos of them in Korea and he's happy. He got to hang out with his friends and it feels really good because I feel like they really deserve it. And, you know, my mom said too, like, this is probably the last time I'm going to go to Korea before I die. And she doesn't know, but that's definitely not going to happen. I'll, I'll send them back as much time as they want if they want to go back and hang out again. Maybe in a couple years, two, three years. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, it's weird, man. Um, and I know like usually this is a comedy podcast, but I'm kind of getting introspective because I'm here talking to myself in a room like a fucking maniac. Um, sometimes when I look at photos of my parents, I forget how much time has passed. And I see the age in my mother's face and I see the age in my father's face and I can't recognize them. And you know what's so trippy and weird about that is that when I go visit them and I see them face to face, I still don't see it. It's the same mother, it's the same father that I've always seen since I was a kid. Even like tangibly where I could hold their hands, hug them, all this other stuff. Like I could smell, you know, the kimchi and garlic smell, you know, filled room, uh, living room and kitchen or whatever. Um, but when I see photos of them, I, it's like, I can't recognize them. It trips me out. It's a very weird thing to see. You don't ever get time back, do you, huh? Like we never get time back. And seeing my parents age in those photos kind of, you know, it fucks me up in the head a little bit. I don't know if it's because I'm in denial that they're getting older or, you know, because I verbally say it a lot that I do understand. But when I see those photos, it trips me out. Like, I don't recognize the people that I see in the pictures. You know, the time that we have with our parents are, it, it may seem very long, but it's actually a lot shorter than you think. Because I think the moments that you cherish with them only happens towards the end because you start to realize their mortality. Um, it's trippy as fuck, man. So I'm trying to be the best son that I can be at this time. And by the way, that doesn't mean me and my mom don't fight. We be going at it 24 fucking seven. And I kind of like it because it shows that she still has fire in her. So maybe I'm doing it on purpose a little bit, but, um, it's dope, man. Like if you guys can, if you have a great relationship with your parents, try to spend as much time as you can with them. And, you know, if let, let's put it like this. Uh, if you think you have 20 years with them, that means you only have 10 years where it's really good because those latter 10 years, they're not going to be the same. They're going to be a lot older, a little slower, not as spry. So I'm doing the best I can to be a good son in, in terms of spending as much time and quality time with them and talk to them as, as, as long as I have them here. Well, guys, um, that wraps up this episode of the Crazy Person Genius Brain Podcast where I'm talking to myself because I forgot to record a podcast before I was going to leave. Hope you guys enjoyed this. I know it's not as good as uh, when I have somebody here, but I got to give you guys something to chew on uh, while I'm gone. Uh, I'll be back. Um, don't worry. I love you very much. We'll see you all next time. Uh, Genius Brain every Sunday is at 12 p.m. Um, love you very much. Bye.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.